Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Dear Abby. Dear Abby. I was doing that for my nephew the other day, not saying Dear Abby, but just doing that voice and he thought it was funny. So I thought maybe I would use it on adults to see what the result would be, but already off to a bad start. I'm in a rut. I feel like I'm in such a rut right now. And I know the exact reasons why, because I've watched, I think, just too much television. I'm not used to watching television, but for some reason, because my apartment is like really cozy and stuff, and I've just been so tired still that I just want to lay around and watch TV. So I've watched way too much TV, even when I'm working, because, well, okay, here's the reason why. Well, okay, actually, let me, let me, I started off on the wrong foot with everyone. Welcome back. I'm so happy you're here. I hope you're having a lovely Thursday thus far, that you're doing something fun, productive. Maybe you're driving or just doing laundry. I like listening to podcasts while I fold laundry. I actually love folding laundry. So I hope everyone's having a great day so far and has fun plans for this weekend because it is Thursday, which means tomorrow's Friday and then there's a weekend. I want to know if everyone else loves the weekend as much as me because I love the weekends but I also get more anxiety on the weekends I think just because it's like less busy in a way it's more busy in different ways but it's less busy less mindless work and more like actually having to pay attention to what you're doing but that being said I still really love the weekends the beach has been so beautiful lately that I've wanted to go almost every single day but I just can't get myself to go there by myself I don't know what it is. And and that's kind of why I feel like I've been in a rut is because I can't get myself to go do anything. I don't think I'm necessarily depressed or anything because I feel okay. But maybe this is just the sign that it could eventually get to the point of complete apathy and stuff. So I have to watch out. And that just means getting up and doing stuff anyways. That That's partly what I wanted to talk about was just how normal it is to get into a rut in life and I don't think it needs to be this big existential crisis I think sometimes it's just you realize you've been watching too much tv and that's been mine I've been consuming way too much there's nothing that makes me actually want to scream and crawl out of my own head that sounds horrific but that's how it feels when I've consumed too much like tiktok or instagram or just too many shows Like the feeling that you get after consuming so much, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so overstimulated and I'm so stressed. I don't know why I did that to myself the past couple of days. I've still been working. Like I've been working in my normal schedule, but I'll just watch a bunch of TV before I look at my phone first thing in the morning. Like I'm being very honest because I do it to myself and I'm very frustrated with myself, but I'm trying to hold myself, you know, and whatever. But it's just, I did it to myself. 
So I put myself in a rut and I take full responsibility and that's empowering because now I can get myself out of a rut and I just have to make the opposite choices. When I had my, when my OCD and anxiety were so bad, I couldn't even watch anything. I couldn't watch anything because if anything had any references to, if any, oh, my hair's been weird the whole time. If anything had any references to murder to crime to religion to literally any normal topic that's in pretty much every sexual any show now has all of those things but I could not watch it because it would trigger me so bad and I would end up in a whole OCD thing every once in a while some kind of show or the news um whatever makes me feel more anxious. So I just have to watch those shows every once in a while that have references to certain things that make me really uncomfortable to just help with my response to that feeling, response to feelings, response to questions that come up in my mind. So that way I don't get back into really deep, dark OCD rabbit hole. But I think I took it to the extreme where I was constantly listening and watching something. Because I felt so free that I could just watch TV. Because I got to the point where I actually like it. Like, I enjoy the shows now. And they're not even crazy. It's like only murders in the building. I've been watching that show because I love the actors in it. I think they're so... Like, I love Selena Gomez. I love... Um, I don't really love or hate any celebrities. But I guess I, I like Steve Martin. I like Selena Gomez. I like the other Martin guy martin short i think is his name anyways i just think that that show's funny i've just been enjoying it and if you were to have asked me if i would have enjoyed a show about murder a year ago i would have laughed in your face i would have laughed loud in your face but look at me now watching a tv show yeah that's right baby that's what recovery looks like watching a tv show but i just got a little bit too excited that i could watch tv and i think now i've just watched too much to the point where it's actually now unhelpful because now I've like further distracted myself. And anyways, I went on a run this morning. That was good. Uh, I'm trying to, I have to run on an elliptical right now because my knees are really bad and my back is really bad. So I'm trying to build up strength and buy the right equipment to actually start running just normally, like on the side of the road or on a track or something. So hopefully, I, I think working out just always gives me, gets me out of a rut. That's my favorite way to get myself out is just doing something that is getting into your body, which time and time again, that will always be a great answer. But I hope everyone's having a great day this far. And I hope if you're in a rut that you can get out of a rut. And I don't know exactly how to get out of it, but it's okay. And it's not necessarily a huge deal. It's just probably find some behaviors that you could probably change. Let yourself move on from it. That's how I'm trying to act with this. I just feel so tired because I've watched too much. I just need to get outside more. I need to go to the beach. Speaking of which, I'll get into my life updates and then we're doing our main segment and then we're doing a new segment that I've come up with. Okay, so I don't... I might just switch between game, a game and this segment at the end of these episodes. I haven't figured that out yet, but it should be every other, I think. So today... My life updates are I went to the beach and it was specifically on Sunday. I went to the beach on Sunday and there was something about there was something about the beach that day that felt so magical. I've gone to the beach so often and every time I go I just feel incredibly anxious cuz it's just sand, the ocean and the sky. 
I need a billion things to make me feel better when I have a really high anxiety. Like I need my comfort space. But going there all the time and just slowly getting more used to it and kind of even starting to enjoy it. I had the best beach day. I was anxious for maybe like five minutes and I could feel it was trying to come back a lot of the time. But I said, no way, Jose. I'm just having a good beach day. That rhymed. Yeah, it was a blast. I went with my brother, my boyfriend, and then my brother's little little friends my brother's friends well they are little i mean little as in like 20 something they've been like family friends for a long time so and they live out here with him so that's we just had so much fun just playing in the ocean i was thinking how there's nothing more wholesome than just people playing in the ocean specifically tough looking guys or just bigger guys, really just tough. And honestly, any guy, any boy, any man that the way that they run into the ocean, the way that they splash each other, tackle each other in the waves, ride waves, even surfing, unless you're a toxic surfer, we hate them. Yeah, it's just a beautiful thing to watch. And I would call that a glimmer. If you've heard of a glimmer, it's like the opposite of a trigger. I was just thinking a lot about that, that it just made me feel so happy and peaceful. Oh my gosh, everything is okay. I'm going to be okay. But it was so, as has nothing to do with me, but it was just beautiful to watch because there's a bunch of men playing in the water. Truth be told, I just, I see more guys further out in the water and then I see girls further in towards the shore and they usually are kind of playing in the waves. But when guys are like standing up playing in the waves, like splashing and jumping around it's just the cutest thing so that's kind of what we're talking about today is glimmers it's something that i saw i think on pinterest i believe first i saw like a tiktok on it i it's not i don't know if it's massive or not it probably is i don't really know but i thought it was a really cute thing because it's just the opposite of a trigger which if you know what a trigger is that's something that well actually i have like definitions but Today I'm talking about triggers and why we should look out for them and why we should treat those just as real and cherish those just as we acknowledge triggers and can feel triggers. We should allow ourselves to feel glimmers. Triggers are external stimuli that alert your body to possible dangers. Engage your body's sympathetic and dorsal vagal nervous system can push your body to either mobilize, fight or flight, or immobilize, freeze itself can be words like forever, hate, or leaving. There you have it. That's what a trigger is. And obviously, I think there's different. I think this is like a like some kind of coach coaching platform Instagram post. That's where I'm getting this from. Um, adaptive edge coaching, I guess is what it's called. Okay, glimmers are external stimuli that help your body return to a state of calmness, peace, and happiness. Engage your body's parasympathetic nervous system can release your body from a stage of immobilization into a sense of safety. Can be words like love, home, or peace. I find that interesting just because I actually think that love, home, and peace can actually be more triggering sometimes than other things. I don't know why, but I feel like for me, sometimes really peaceful words sometimes trigger me if I don't feel peaceful when people say it. Or if I don't feel like it's something that brings me immediate, like a sense of relief or like, oh, home. I'm not going to critique the post, but I will say that I don't think 
that's necessarily true of what glimmers are versus triggers in the sense of words. Triggers don't have to be negative words. They can actually be positive words because it makes you think the lack of that word. Um, anyways, as much as we focus and notice our triggers, I think it's just as equally important to notice our glimmers and just kind of recognize that we'll probably have a lot of both throughout our lives. So here is the guide to glimmers. There are tiny moments of awe. They spark joy and evoke inner calm. They have a positive effect on our mental health. There's a bunch of things. It's pretty much all the same. Once we start to em once we start embracing them, it can become a beautiful way to see the world around you. I think that really would all that would do is when you start noticing the very small simple things around you you just start to love and appreciate life more and you start to really just heal your nervous system i am a big fan of the senses i've talked about it a million times on my podcast i will continue to talk about it being able to tune into your senses can be really uncomfortable at first so whenever you hear about any of these things if they're not comfortable and they're not easy at first to like transition into that way of thinking that's totally normal and so don't think that it's not for you or don't think that just because it didn't feel good or didn't wasn't easy for you to transition to seeing more glimmers and being more positive or whatever it is that it's just not for you and that you can never get there because I think it can be really uncomfortable to start to feel peace after you've been kind of in fight and flight for so long that's how I feel so I've listed a couple glimmers and I think the point of this episode is I'd want everyone to kind of think of their own glimmers and write them down or just ponder them in your head or for the rest of the day the week or however long to just notice more of the glimmers and to be grateful for them because they're just as real as all of the triggers and all of the negatives okay i have listed some of my glimmers that i've written down to share to maybe spark some ideas in your head and i if i'm being honest some of these things don't always make me feel peaceful or good but I think they're things that eventually they can crack me because I feel as though sometimes I'm a little bit hard-headed and I need someone to say something multiple times for me to really understand not even understand but just to kind of let it sink in and so I love when people repeat stuff over and over again I find that very powerful for me because it, I feel like there's like a bunch of layers that it has to kind of break through before it really gets to the to the bottom of my heart you know to the core but when I was making the list I just know the things that would crack me and that do crack me okay here are my glimmers a beautiful Pinterest post none of the other ones are like social media related or post related I but this specifically if I go on Pinterest Pinterest is kind of a glimmer but if I'm being very like deep about it it can stress me out but sometimes I see a post or a pin that has like kids running around and it's kind of a just a very wholesome photo of not even a homemaking home. Sometimes they're like surf shacks. Sometimes they're like more farmy looking. Sometimes they're in the city. It's just it looks like a really wholesome family candid photo. And that makes me feel so good and it makes me feel peaceful. And I'm just happy that those kids look happy and loved and taken care of. And it just inspires me to like be excited to have a family one day. And then there's other Pinterest posts like showers. I love, I love looking at pictures of showers and baths, not in a weird way, but also they're just, there's something about like a nice bath or a nice shower that you, it just comforts you. When someone is 
when someone does like an act of kindness and they're not filming it, not that that takes it away, but I think a part of our generation is just kind of traumatized by that almost where we see filming as very ingenuine because we've just seen other sides to like what they're trying to get or all that kind of stuff. So I think sometimes I just like seeing people do kind things without a camera being filmed like without them filming it. For instance, me me and my boyfriend were at the beach the other day. Well, not the other day. This was like two months ago. We were walking towards the beach and we heard this couple and they. I guess it sounded like they were kind of in an argument and frustrated with each other. And then you hear her just go, I'm so sorry. Like I, I've just been stressed. So I'm sorry I snapped at you in the car. And he was like, it's okay. Like I know you've been you've been dealing with a lot and just that exchange was definitely a glimmer because it, we have such a canceling condemning quick to anger world that we live in where you feel like because you see everyone getting destroyed online you already know what everyone's going to say about every video you already know what takes hot takes they'll be on every tiny little thing that's happening you're scared to say anything do anything so i think just seeing apologies people taking accountability responsibility for how their actions affected others is a beautiful thing that's always a glimmer and also like i said just small acts of kindness just always is a glimmer these are obvious but also this is just actually what i thought of and i have on here the opposite of cancel culture which is just the people who are like okay this is dumb why are you pulling tweets from like 30 years ago or why are you pulling instagram posts from 10 years ago they're not the same person now they probably don't even remember posting that and they've i'm sure they've changed as a person so instead of holding people and throwing stuff back up into their face no one wants that to be done to them so let them move on like that that stuff drives me nuts someone like when you're walking by someone and they actually really smile at you you know usually if it's an older lady i'm sometimes scared because it's a hit or miss with them and young i mean everyone but there's something about as a woman when you see another woman and you pass them when i smile at them and they don't smile back it does kind of just make me feel sad and it just makes me feel really discouraged like what why did but i'm gonna keep smiling but at the same time it just feels good when someone smiles back at you so when you have someone that actually genuinely you can tell are sincerely trying to be nice and trying to make you feel good by smiling at you i love that that kind of goes along with when like you meet an like an older person like clearly an older person like at a store or they hold the door open for you or something man or woman it doesn't matter when they say something so like cute or sweet or nice instead of sometimes we see older people who maybe are bitter and they've probably had such a hard life so who are we to judge but it does feel good when someone can like just be kind especially as an elder to us that is kind and you're like oh my gosh i want to be like that when i'm that age you know another glimmer is when you have your first deep conversation with a new friend and like your first belly laugh with a new friend or just anyone in general but i think especially when you're trying to make new connections or friends or you're just trying to reconnect with someone and you you kind of go crazy enough to where you're just laughing at everything that is such a glimmer and that really just feels like it brings everything full circle because there's just nothing better than laughing, honestly. Another glimmer that I had on here is when you fight with your sibling. Wait for it. You fight with your sibling or friend or whoever. You fight with your sibling and then like 10 minutes later, you say you're sorry and you just watch a movie together or you make up in five seconds and you're like, sorry, sorry. And then you would play together or you would yeah watch tv together or something 
there's just sibling relationships are so funny and they're so beautiful because I think when you have siblings, it does kind of teach you how to deal with other people growing up and being annoyed with the way that someone is, having personalities clash, misunderstanding each other and still being able to live under the same roof and be kind and have fun and laugh and love. So live, laugh, love, baby. And then hugs. I love hugs. I don't actually love hugs, but I love when well, this is going to sound weird. I love when a, a hug is forced on me. I don't, like when my mom gives me a hug, I'm like, ugh. But like, it feels good to get a hug, you know? And she knows that. That's why she's like, oh, come on. Just give me a hug back. Like when my boyfriend, I'm like, ugh, I don't want a hug. You know, I'm just not a super touchy person. But it does feel good. Um, Another glimmer is when someone when my boyfriend specifically notices when I'm like when I anxious because either I'm shaking my leg or I'm picking at my nail or I do this thing where I like glide my nails across each other just like just any kind of I like just like some stimulation something yeah he just has now picked up on when I'm really anxious and he also knows when I'm like where like circumstances that make me anxious so he kind of is already looking out for it not that it's his job to soothe me, but I do think that if you are with someone that is anxious, it's a very kind and it's very helpful to the person who is really anxious because I, I can't control my anxiety hits. I can just control how I handle it and how serious I take it. So when he will grab my hand or he'll put his hand on my leg and just give me a little squeeze, that's so helpful for me and it does help me just ground myself and just know that someone's there for me even though I feel like I'm swirling about. I'm swirling about in a tornado of anger. I only have two more. Actually, okay, this is okay, this is my last glimmer and then we're going to do our dear Abby. So, my last glimmer is when I go see an anime movie, I'm telling you if you don't experience this craziness you are missing out because when you go see an anime movie and it's anticipated it's an anticipated movie it's a big anime and you go watch the movie in theaters and something happens or the protagonist wins or two people that hate each other are friends and like they I don't know there's so many different scenes I can think of right now that it's probably the same for like Marvel and stuff but I don't I like anime more and something happens a big moment happens and everyone goes nuts in the theater like it's like everyone is everyone's I'm literally getting the chills right now talking about this everyone has the same feeling because they have the same love for the show and so when you're in the room all together you all know everything that's happened in the anime you all know everything that's going on you're all nerds about it so then you all cheer because you know what moments are extremely significant there is not a more beautiful feeling in the world. I watched the My Hero Academia movie a couple years ago. I don't remember. I think it was a second one or something that came out. That theater was nuts. Everyone went psycho at like four different scenes. It just makes you feel more safe when you're with people that won't judge you for liking anime or won't judge you for being excited about something. Because I think a lot of people act cool, like, oh, I'm too cool for that. I'm too cool for anime. I'm too cool for video games. I'm too cool for that. I am too smart. It's just crazy because some of the most successful people love playing video games and also love anime. Because a lot of people that say that never really have watched a full anime. And if they did, it's probably one that was not probably highly recommended. And 
they probably really didn't let themselves get into it because they probably were judging themselves where they were watching it. But that's all I'll say on the matter, okay? That's all I'll say about anime. But I get it. I didn't like anime for a long time. And then I swallowed my pride and I just let myself fall in love with it. And I watched one of the darker ones first, which is Death Note. So that one was pretty creepy, but I liked it a lot. And that got me into the world of it. That was back in high school. That was a long time ago. Yeah, I hope you guys think of some glimmers. I have, I, I really, I have so many more that I could say. Like even just shades of green on plants are little glimmers for me. Just I love plants. And then stores that are organized really beautifully. That's honestly a glimmer for me. It makes me feel good and happy. So I hope you guys can find the little glimmers in your life and hold on to them and also to just encourage to be the glimmers in somebody else's life because we're all out here traumatized do you know what I mean not that okay maybe not but I feel like when by the time you're 30 at least I feel like you're a little bit traumatized by something probably and I feel like the human race just is in general everything we're just scared all the time and you know kind of rightfully so to be honest with everything that happens but I think the more that we can be a glimmer in somebody else's life and be kind to them give them that smile and just mind mindfully play in the ocean mindfully play with your child or with your family or don't feel dumb for liking the things that you like. This isn't even what it was about. But now that I got on the anime thing, I'm just thinking about how sometimes I hold back something that I love or I don't go full in or I don't act as excited because I'm trying to keep cool because I've been made fun of or it's like, why are you talking so loud or why are you so excited about that? It's dumb. And people just kind of shoot you down. So don't let that happen. If they do, then go find someone else that likes it and talk about it because they're they're not going to listen anyways. That's not don't get mad at them, but that's their problem that they're annoyed with you. Doesn't mean you have to hate them. Doesn't mean you can can don't have to not be friends with them, but they're just not your safe person for that. And you can be your own safe person. So go all into whatever you want. Okay, let's do a Dear Abby. Um, and then we'll do my segment at the end. Also, I'm just thinking if you do see old people that are grumpy, they probably have had pretty long lives. And even if they've chosen to be bitter, Maybe you can still be a young person that seems genuine and smiles and gives them hope and makes them reconnect with themselves and just reminds them they don't have to be angry. That goes for everyone who looks angry. <laughs> All right, let's see what you guys need now. Okay, this one I'm just going to read because it's it's not a voicemail. It's just a text message, but I'm going to go in order from when they were sent. Dear Abby, I need your help. I dated this guy last winter and we ended on good terms with hopes that we would stay friends. Fast forward to the summer and I have met someone new, but I think about my ex from the winter and can't commit to this guy because of the what if thoughts I have about my ex and if we would ever get back together. Should I end it with this guy because I still think about my ex or do I try to commit because he is literally so amazing? Please give me all the help. Love you in the podcast so much. Okay, this one's actually kind of a hard question because you're not like, married and you're not engaged you're just dating let's how long have you been dating fast forward to summer and I met someone new but I think about my ex from the winter okay so it's been a while usually and this doesn't this isn't true for everyone I've noticed that whenever I have a bunch of what if thoughts and the grass is greener I think what is 
happening? What am I doing in my own relationship? Am I not actually being as vulnerable as I could be in this relationship? And so I'm thinking maybe someone else can pull that out of me easier. Or maybe I don't even have to be there. I don't have to be that vulnerable. Like it'll just be perfect and everything will be hunky-dory. I think it's hard because you can't, you just don't, you really just don't know for sure. So whatever decision you make, back yourself. And if you made the wrong decision because you realize actually maybe I should have stayed because my ex isn't as great as I remember, that's okay too. And you can figure it out. And if it's meant to be, you can make it work because we, uh, I don't know, we want a really deep connection with someone, but sometimes we think that that just happens because it's the right person. And I am now just a big believer that that really just takes time and work. If you want to have like a really strong, deep connection, it's so hard because you have to open yourself up the way that you never have before probably and share things that you never thought you would have to share and confront things you never thought you would have to confront, like probably not the most positive stuff about the way you communicate or just you in a relationship, everyone has their wounds. And if they say they don't, then they're lying. Was your ex more attractive? Were you more attracted to your ex or something? Like I'm th trying to think of why you would think back to your ex. Here's what, here's my advice. Now that I've pondered on this a little bit more, give you and this new guy like a month or something or whatever timeline you want. If you don't want to waste any time, I get it. But give it like a month and really try to be really present with this new guy because you'll always have what if thoughts, even like you'll never get a 100% yes answer. Be like, this is him. You're never going to be happier with anyone else. He will make you happier than anyone. Like you will never actually get that. But you can believe that it might be this guy, the guy that you're with now. And so give it a couple weeks or a month and be really present with him. Act like he's the, act like he's the one for you. If it still doesn't go away after a while, then you'll kind of know your answer. We're just going to have to make a choice, unfortunately, and you'll never know for sure. So just go with what you think is the best choice. And you sh you won't be faulted either way. You'll hurt someone's feelings either way. I and plus, you don't even know if you're like, you don't even know if the ex wants you back unless you're talking to him. And if that's the case, then you need to break up with who you're with right now. Because it's just never okay to talk to an ex when you're in a relationship. I think that's kind of already breaking a boundary. So if you know that he wants to get back with you because you're in communication, I don't know. Not th I'm not assuming that's what's happening. I'm just saying. If that is the case, then you probably should just end it and try to figure that out. And then if you're meant to be with the guy you're with now, it might be hard, but you could get it back. Trust me, you can get it back. You've got this. You can figure it out. I have full faith in you and your abilities to weigh the opportunity cost and to see if this relationship is working for you and what you want. My last segment of today's episode is dun, 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 called Phone a Frenemy. And this segment is just me calling a sibling, a friend, a parent, whoever's willing to really answer the phone. And I'm just going to have them speak into the microphone and I'm going to ask them a couple questions and also ask them what they think about your advice. So let's, let's call someone. Let's see who's going to pick up my call. My friend of me today is actually my boyfriend because my siblings did not pick up. So they failed so my now my front of me is my boyfriend to be fair kind of is a front of me sometimes let's see how he tries to act cool on the podcast because he knows hello 
<laughs> oh, you answered normally, huh? I did. Already trying to be fake. We don't do fake on my podcast. Okay. What I meant to say is this is Mr. Hubbard. <laughs> yeah, that's more normal. I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. First question is, what are you doing right now? I am currently climbing, rock climbing. Are you on the wall? Uh, no, that would be dangerous with the phone. That would be cool, though. That would be cool. If you're hanging there all sweaty with one arm on the wall, the other arm up to your mouth talking into your Apple Watch. I'd probably use my feet to hold my phone. And just hang on with my hands. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, the next question is, you're just going to help answer the Dear Abby question. I already gave my advice, so we're going to see if you okay. give good advice. Can I be toxic or should it be good advice? It doesn't matter. They, I think they're going to do whatever they want to do anyways. Okay, so basically the situation is she was dating someone during the winter of last winter. And then... They broke up. I don't know the situation. And now she's dating someone else during the summer. Different guy. But she's having a bunch of what if thoughts. Like about her ex. Like what if I should be with him type of thoughts. Mm. What do you think she should do? You can be toxic if you want. To showcase how well, I get treated. Good advice. What ifs. It's hard to say as someone who lives with no regrets. Um, no, I'm kidding. I'm not that person. I, th I think it's natural to have what ifs about everything, um, but it's important to address them early on because they will definitely spiral into I should have, I could have, I wish, you know, instead of wondering what if. So personally, I like to sit down and Abby makes fun of me for being a very um, analytical, analytical procedural person, but I think it's led me well in my life. I like to sit down and make a... Oh, don't act like I've said that it's bad. <laughs> no, no, no. Make now a, you're make making me sound toxic. No, it, I, it's joking. I know you're not being serious, but uh, I don't know. Maybe a pros and cons list would be weird when you're thinking about relationships or whatever. No, I actually think that's really good advice. Have a heart-to-heart have a, have a -heart with yourself um, and really like sit down and think about it not when emotions are running high with someone or um yeah i don't know do it when you're in a good headspace and really think about it and when you make your decision don't look back and remember that write it down do whatever you got to do to make that moment where you make that decision a time that you can look back on and remember okay i was firm on my decision and i can't break that commitment with myself um because if i can't commit to myself why why would I trust myself to commit to someone else? Okay. You know? All right. All right. Relax. This is, this is my podcast. I give, okay. I give the good advice. So maybe next what time just to stick to was, toxicity. Uh, hit them both up at the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheat. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. We're just going to do rapid fire questions. So there's just a couple and answer as fast as you can with like one word pretty much. Okay. Name an onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia? What the? Oh, sorry. One word. Um, huh? <laughs> Do you know what that is? <laughs> I have no idea what onomatopoeia is. It's like, bam. Or like, 
Kazam. It's like, um, I would say Boeing. That's going to be mine. Boeing. Okay. What is your favorite movie genre? Um, documentary. Okay. I knew that one. I knew you were going to say that. You freaking nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. What is a good spy codename for you? Mr. Hubberfloob. Dumb. That's a, that's two, that's two words. Hey, hey. That's two words. My rapid fire answer. Okay, but you answered it wrong, so if that's the case, I can. Okay, what do you, do you collect anything? Um. It's yes or no, we don't care what you collect. Oh, no. I'm <laughs> just kidding. It was asking what you collect. Okay, last question. What is your favorite, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm like, what is your favorite thing about me? No. Do you have any tattoos? Be honest. No. I'm I'm a clean man. Plain canvas. Boring. Although I have considered, I think when I get married, I might do a wedding band tattoo. Okay. I could actually, I could do that. Have you ever uh, been toxic before in relationships? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Probably. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay. That was it. Thank you so much for joining this episode of Dear Abby. It's this this segment. I don't know if I've told you it's called Phone a Friend of Me. And I asked them to help me with the advice. And I usually will call a sibling. But I count you as a friend of me because you're my best friend. But also you were enemies sometimes in a wholesome way. Okay. You're my best friend too. And you're also my enemy sometimes. <laughs> Only because you're you're right a lot and I don't like that. So that's why you're my enemy. Thanks for being on. Love you. My pleasure. Love you too. Bye. And that's what we No. <laughs> no, you're done. You're done. What a talker, am I right? Talk, talk, talk. Just yapping away like it's his podcast. Yap, yap, yap. Call him Mr. Yapper. That should have been his spy name. Yap. I got to send a message to everyone before I call and just say, hey, keep it short, you guys. Keep it short and sweet. Don't talk so much. I'm kidding. By the way, if you can't tell, I'm kidding. That was actually some good advice. That leads us to the end of this episode. I hope you guys like this new segment. You guys will be able to hear pretty much all of my family members over and over again. I think I'm going to switch it up back and forth. You hear from friends and possibly extended family. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Dear Abby. I hope to see you guys here again next week. It's always a pleasure. Thank you for spending however long this episode will end up being after I cut half of it with me. I've enjoyed this time. If you want to support the podcast, please leave. And don't you dare turn it off right now, okay? How dare you enjoy the whole episode and not even hear, hear my whole spiel. If you want to support the podcast, you can leave a five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. You can leave a review, being brutally honest. I would love feedback. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Love you. Bye. Oh, taking a ride to join Oh, my God.
fuck. And then I'd say, duh, uh, uh. 